And welcome back. I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers, and class is officially back in session. And we are here with another guest speaker episode. And on this week's episode, I am so pumped to have my next guest. He's kind of a jack of all trades. He can rap, he can sing, he produces. We got Jordan Never Died on the show. Is that how you pronounce it, actually? Is it Jordan Never yeah. Died? Jordan awesome. Never Died, yeah, perfect. You got a bunch of people call me a bunch of different things, but that's the way to say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny. I think it was, um, I can't remember who. It might have been DK. Shout out DK, who's also a uh, Turntable Teachers alumni. And he, I think when I was talking to him, he called you Jordan Never Done. I used to call you Jordan Ford Never Done. Ford Never Done. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what people usually think it is. Exactly. That's so funny. That's so funny. Well, welcome to the show, man. I'm, I'm so excited to do this one, man. We've been talking for a while about doing this, so I'm so glad to have you on. How are you doing today? How's, how's things, man? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me on here. I've been looking forward to this, too. I just got back from L.A., and this is literally like the first like productive thing I'm doing like since being back, so like I'm glad to be on here. Same, man. We're, we're just excited to have you. I think so... I, I never ask this question because it's just kind of a meh question. But for you, I'm, I'm very curious, actually, because uh, I want to talk to you about your name. Uh, again, it's not a question I ever ask. Like anyone on the show knows yeah. this is not a question I ask. But like, where did Jordan Never Died come like come about in like, the four? Like, I'm just genuinely curious about your <laughs> name. Like, very curious. Well, so I started off, I was JG on the keys. Those are my initials. And then I was JG, the producer. And I was like, uh, JG, the producer is so generic. And then I couldn't go by just JG because like there's a million JG, a million people have that initials. So it's like, I wanted to do something that would make me stand out. Like whether it was like whatever playlist I'm in, because that's what happens. Like, even if you don't know who I am, like you see like this long ass name in all caps, like with a four in it, like it just make, it just gravitates. It makes you gravitate towards that. Exactly. So where, where the, the four came in was just because like, I didn't want to just be Jordan. Like I want to have some variation, but the never died just, it's kind of like what it sounds like. It's just like about never giving up. And like, cause growing up, like dealing with like, anxiety and like you know like the the cliche anxiety depression thing that we all go through so like i just wanted people like me i want people to like be able to relate to me like i don't i don't really care necessarily about being put on the pedestal like i'm more so worried about the art so like i want people to feel like they can relate to that experience of like never giving up and like pushing towards like a goal so like that's where the never die part came from and then i was just like jordan never died it just I don't know, like, it just made sense to me, like, just not, because that's been, like, my whole life, just, like, never giving up, and, like, whatever, like, I want, like, I go for it, so I hope that people that listen to my music or just see my art, I hope they start thinking that same way if they don't already do. And listening to this podcast, absolutely, like, just now, I, I, perfect, I'm actually glad I asked this, this is a perfect start, start, man, and I'm, I'm just, I'm, thank you for being transparent about, you know, you, you, what you've dealt with, I mean, like, anybody that's listened to this podcast for a while, like, they know, you know, for me personally, like, I've dealt with many, you know, anxiety, a lot of anxiety and depression, like, we're, we've all, like, like you said, we've all kind of been there, especially after this year, I mean, this has been, exactly, it's a crazy, crazy year, 
it's just insane, man. It's been, yeah, it's been a wild year, but in, in a lot of ways though, it's been a good growth year, I think too. I think a lot of us, like at least for me personally, like it's helped me to sort of like step back, like and kind of figure out my next moves and, um, and really, but then also figure out like myself, right. And like really just kind of sit with and, exactly. and figure out like my own mental health. I think it's like, you know, it, it used to be so taboo to talk about. I think it just becomes so much more comfortable and like out, you know, just, um, you know, just, I think it's just been a, more of a transparent conversation over the last, I'd say year, even, even before that it had started to be more of like a mainstream topic. I hate to use that word, but like, facts, you know, I, but it, it is, it is. Facts. Yeah. And I feel like, I don't know. I feel like even before like the whole COVID thing, like, I feel like it was starting to be a little more talked about, but like, since the whole world, like when the world shut down, like literally everybody was like going through the same emotions so mm -hmm. it just like i don't know i feel like people became way more comfortable with like expressing how they're feeling because like at for at a, at a point of time in the in the quarantine like that's all we really had was like talking to like friends and stuff like that because like we couldn't go anywhere and <laughs> like yeah. there's only so many times like you can play video games or whatever like in the right. house before you start losing your mind like absolutely crazy no, no doubt about that yeah or like there's only so many netflix shows only so you know what i mean even granted there's yeah, so many dude. like but yeah that gets old like there's i mean there's so many platforms for that like whether you talk like hulu amazon like they got one like hbo like there's just so, there's too many honestly it's, it's over everybody has a like streaming service is. now yeah no kidding right? exactly Every, yeah everyone's you know everyone's got a streaming service everyone's trying to do a podcast you know whatever everyone's making music and I, you know <laughs> i think for for you too like I definitely agree, like with your name, like not to get back here, but like I love that it's the way that it like looks because it is it is very popping, it is very eye get grabbing. You know, it does ask you, even if anything, right? You do people that do see it do ask the question. Like even me, I'm just like, how do you even say this guy's name? So it makes you actually like somewhat engaged exactly. with you before you even click play. So I kind of like before that. Before they too. know who I am, right? Like, and even and for people that do know who I am, like like fans and like supporters and i don't really like to use the word fan but i'll say supporters supporters yeah. that support me like they'll like automatically like whether i get like playlisted somewhere or like i'm in a show or whatever like jordan never died like you're gonna see that like right. my name's like around like 15 16 letters in all caps like it's hard to not see my name <laughs> yeah it's memorable too and it's and it's interesting too because like, like i said going back to the oversaturation too it's it's smart of you it's a smart branding play for sure like because it, it's t I, it, it, it makes me so like um, frustrated when I find an artist that I like and I go to search them on Spotify and there's like a million artists that have that same name exactly. or like some variation and then I'm like, damn, like I gotta find this person, right? So it's like, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's great that uh, it's it so stands out. So that's really awesome, man. I'm actually glad I asked that question because uh, I had a great backstory and I love just the idea for you too, saying like it's something like, uh, it really means a lot to you just from a, from a mental health perspective and just to, really just a message for other people. So I love that you, uh, you know, really had a good thoughtful idea of like the name. So, um, and, exactly. and even too, like, you know, not to bring it here, not to be morbid, but like, you know, someday, like, you know, hopefully it's a long, long, long time from now, but like, you know, when you're gone, like there's, it's going to, you're you you are never going to die because your music is out there My forever. Music. So exactly. You know, so I love that. Exactly. That's, that's amazing, man. I really, I really fuck with that pretty heavy. Um, Thank you. So you mentioned you just got back from L.A. So tell me a little bit about that. So like, obviously you're from. So you're, you're originally from the Boston area, or are you more? Yeah, yeah. I'm from I'm from Dorchester, um, okay. Dorchester slash Roxbury. Okay. Like, cause like my I live with my mom like most of my life, and my dad like my mom lives in Dorchester, my dad lives in Roxbury, so gotcha. I was always like back and forth my whole life, mm -hmm. but. 
Yeah, LA was LA was fun. Um, that was my second time ever going to LA. My first time, I went with um, Vintage and Charlia. Like they like kind of mm-hmm. showed me. Well, with my whole career, really, like they kind of like showed me the ropes and like showed me how to move and like helped guide me into like the things that I wanted to do. So shout out to them for real, because like I wouldn't even be in this position without them like kind of like taking me under their wing. Yeah. In the first place. Yeah. We'll, but de- we'll this, definitely talk about them later for sure. That's yeah, it. for sure. <laughs> Let's get it. But um, yeah, I went out to LA for like five days. I was with my boy Benji Ali. He's from Brockton, Mass. He's yep. super talented guy. Very talented. Like his his voice is is crazy. Like he's different. He's a unique so we, dude. We, he's we, very un- like I like I like his new single "Mistakes" is fantastic. Uh, crazy. He, yeah, he he really does have a very unique voice. I agree. Like mistakes, like that sh- that song deserves it flowers for sure. Like mm-hmm. that's a very good song. Um. But yeah, we were just out there. We were just out there getting inspiration, getting inspired. And we're also working on a collaboration project, like the both of us, because we both we both make beats. We're both producers and we're both artists at the same time. So it's like we kind of already know like the sounds that we're going for, because mm-hmm. a lot of the way we work, like we can like start an idea, like even if we start like a very bare minimum beat, like we know like exactly who we want to send it to to finish yeah. that beat for us or finish that idea for us. So like working with him is just really easy because we have like a same like similar taste of music. So it all just comes together. Like when we're like in the studio together, like sonically, like we're hearing the same thing for the most part. So just writing together is such an easy process. Like we get songs done like super fast. That's amazing. It's and it's good when you're on the same page with somebody like that, right? When you guys actually have this like a similar ear and you're able to, you know, really. I, I that's why I feel that way about a lot of people on my team too. Like even though we're very like, especially with my co-host Phoenix Rios, like shout out him. Like we, you know, we definitely have similar tastes, but very different as well. And like, but we're on that exactly. same wavelength even still, which is so cool. And like we're able to like have that like a very fluid conversation and then like same thing with my producer Sam who you know like I can just say like okay this is like kind of what like my idea for this and he makes it into like he he puts it into life so it's really cool that you have somebody like that uh, that you guys can kind of play off each other but also you understand like where each other's at like creatively how did you and, how did you and Benji like get to meet like have you guys known each other for a long time or did you guys just kind of come up in um, the music game and sort of just like you know uh, get in touch on socials with something like that it's actually super funny because like me and me and Benji we've been like friends and we've been working together for like since like early 2018 but oh, wow. it's funny it's funny because the way me and Benji met like I didn't even know who he was like he just like sent me like so back in 2018 like I was like rapping like but like no one like under an alias like I was still making my beats but like only like really my close friends really knew that I was my alias and but other people from Boston were like hearing my music and like rocking with my ideas but that's when I was like making music for fun and back when I was making music for fun Benji he sent me beats and like some of my like earliest like songs ever recording were on his beats before I even knew who he was and before I even knew that he could sing it's just like crazy looking back on that because now like we're we're both like taking this artist stuff full time trying to be full time artists and we both started out as producers and when we first met each other like when we first started working together we didn't even know 
we had never even met in person. I didn't even know where he was from. Like he just sent me a beat and it was fire and I made a song on it. And from there, we just started building a relationship. Also, my boy, um, you know, Stefan. He was on Brockton your, as well. He was on your project, correct? Yes, exactly, yes. exactly. He he kind of he kind of bridged us together because me and Stefan have been working in person. Like I was producing for him, and I was getting a little more serious with my songwriting and my making songs. So like my earliest my early songs, it was a bunch of like me and Stefan had like a whole tape together. Oh, wow. but back before I was like. I won't say before I was good, but before I had my sound as an artist figured yeah. out. Um, so me, him, and Benji have just been working like this together ever since like 2018, just really cultivating each other's sounds and helping each other get better. Like we, were, we really all came a long way. Oh, it's yeah. crazy. Oh yeah, it's, it's it's really cool to see that growth. I totally agree. Like whenever like for you and. Um, that's that's awesome that you guys were. It's, it comes sounds like it's just come full circle, right? I mean, who would have thought three years from like from then you guys would be in LA like conspiring an out, uh, a project together and, and trying to. You know, I would have never thought. It's pretty amazing, man. It's pretty cool. Because I never even I always wanted to, I always wanted to be a, an artist, but I never really I never really knew where to take it. Cause I like to rap, I like to sing, but when I first started out, I wasn't really good at singing. I had to just keep singing to get good. So when I, I was making anything. music for fun, exactly. When I was making music at first, like it was strictly just for fun. I was just having fun recording a lot of songs every day, like not really even showing it to people. And if I did show it to people, I would just drop it on a random SoundCloud and people would find it. And once people started telling me like, yo, like, you actually have a good sound and stuff like that. Like I didn't really believe it at first because I was doing it for fun. Right. But around like I started taking it more serious, probably like right before quarantine, right before COVID started. Like last last December, January, around that time is when I was like, "Yo, I'm actually good at this. Like, let me try and take it serious." And yeah. I just put together Blur with Charlia, like she helped me with all the business aspect of everything. I brought the project to her and she liked it and believed in it and was nice enough to help me out and drop it. And here we are now. Yeah. And it's funny because Charlia was the one that actually initially reached out. That's actually how we found you. She, she reached out to us and uh, I think she was probably just reaching out to a bunch of platforms, just trying to get you some press and some, some notoriety. But she, she, I don't think maybe she emailed or DM'd us one of the two and, and she sent us right now. That was the first thing she sent us. So that was the single that came out right before, I know before blur. And I liked yeah. it right now a lot. So I was like, Oh, this is dope. So we, I think we, we, we got it on the playlist. Um, and that was a thing. And then, and then, yeah, of course, like at, shortly after that, you and I started chatting a little bit. And then of course now here we are, you know, on a, on a podcast, Facts. this is really cool. Um, I guess a good transition too. So first off, shout out Benji Ali and shout out Stefan Thev. I'm really excited to hear what you guys got cooking up. And uh, uh, so a little bit of announcement here that you guys got a project coming. I don't know if you've announced that anywhere else, but uh, <laughs> no, I haven't. But when they see this, they'll know. Turns to be ready. A, we, yet again, another turntable teachers exclusive. I love I love when we when we get those. So it's very thank you for that. I appreciate it. Uh, so I got definitely you. We'll, we'll definitely be plugging that uh, that uh, that project when it drops for sure. I can only imagine. Uh, I want to talk a little bit. And when, once everything's more recorded, like I'll definitely swing stuff to you. 
please do. I would, I love, I love, that's one of the best parts of this is getting to hear all the stuff before it drops. That's what's one of my, exactly. <laughs> it, it's funny too. Cause like I've said this a couple of times, but like, I didn't realize like once I got into it, cause I guess, I mean, I, I, I relate to you in a lot of levels too. I think, and I think a lot of people that are creatives, this happens to them where like, you know, this podcast, we started it, like we were just doing it for fun too. It wasn't really anything like super serious. And then once we started getting more embedded in the Massachusetts music scene and I kind of started to realize like, Oh, there's like a place for us here. Like we can find a lane where you know we can really help some people out and give and give you know a lot of people to share their stories and share the music as much as we can for me like for people to be reaching out and wanting feedback just from like a from a listening perspective is, is just really cool so like i appreciate everybody just putting their trust in in us to to, to be that um and of course like i said charlia did that for you and, and sent me right now and i loved it man and then i listened God, to the project absolutely shout out to her and i listened to the project and i really enjoyed it man blur it's been out for um uh since january like, uh, so it's been out for a little while now, a couple months. So guys, we'll link it in the description. So make sure you check it out. Pretty short project, nothing, um, not too too long, and like good little glimpse of of you and like I think where you're going for it. So talk to me a little mm -hmm. bit about the creative process uh, for this project and like sort of like how it how it came to be for you. So for this project, it's it's actually kind of crazy. Like I was just I was just having fun and like just. You know, just I was literally like not even to sound like one of those people like, yeah, oh, I freestyle all my songs. But like that whole project, like that project was like all freestyles except for the slowly hook. Like I wrote the hook to slowly, but everything else on the project was just me just like being literally right here in this room, just just catching a vibe, just like sipping on some champagne or like smoking my blunt just vibing and it just yeah. it came out it came out really good and it sounds it just sounded super cohesive so i was like let me show this to charlia like make sure i'm not bugging like make sure this is actually good and she told me like yeah like you should put this out so i just kind of went for it it's crazy because like the concept just came together by itself like subconsciously like mm -hmm. listening through the whole thing it just made sense like to name the the project blur my next project is definitely more of is definitely more of me like actually writing and like having an actual concept not that blur didn't have a concept but like now i'm going into this project like concept first and then i made the music gotcha as opposed to me making the music and then building the concept around the music so it, yeah that's that's going to be like the main difference between blur and my next project because i put way more like thought into this next project and for blur like it was like literally like just under 15 minutes like i think it was like 14 minutes and 30 seconds so i didn't want to give too much. i think i don't think i have two verses on the song on any of those songs like i just wanted to give people like a glimpse of what i can do because one thing I will say to all my supporters and people that are fans of my art is that my projects are all going to sound different. Mm -hmm. Like not nothing like drastically different, like how like, I don't know, what's an example, how like Gambino went from Because of the Internet to Awaken My Love, which is, first of all, no hate on that. Like I can, I, Gambino is one of my biggest inspirations ever. So like, that was definitely crazy for me to see. And it was inspiring to see how, like, me as a fan, I obviously wanted to hear Gambino rap on his next project. But to see him take it to the level of, like, soul and funk that he did, I was, like, I was blown away as a fan. So, like, me going into my art, 
I wanted to be able to do that same thing. There's always going to be those people like, oh, I wish Jordan would have rapped more on this project or I wish he would have sang more on this project. But I'm always going to have that balance. But for right. the most part, like with each project, even if some sounds sound similar, like you're going to definitely get a bunch of new flavor for me, like a new like my next project is definitely going to be a little bit more soulful a little bit more on the R&B side, like more like slowly vibes, but definitely going to have that party vibes that like the, the right now type of vibes that right. people like for me. But I'm really excited to put out the new music. Yeah. So I, a couple of things. First of all, obviously, I love Awaken My Love because it's right over there. I have it peeking out of it's, the. Uh, yeah, I, I peep. Yeah, I love that shit. And, Amazing project. Oh, and it's and it's funny too because like he, you're right, he did push so many boundaries with that, and that's what makes that that and no song on there sounds the same, which is unbelievable exactly. to me. Like it's got that you know he's got like psychedelic rock on there. He's almost got like um, like post rock, like punk rock even on certain ones, and he's got blues he's and insane. jazz. Like when I first heard yeah. when I first heard Redbone, oh my I god, I thought it was Redbone. a female. I thought it was a female doing the hook, and then I thought. It was just like a bunch of like effects and auto tune and stuff, and then I saw him do it like this live performance. And I'm just like, what, what? Dude. Like that's all him. Really, just took my respect for him like through the roof. Talk about a multi-talented human being too. I mean, when you talk about him as a writer, as an actor, as a comedian, as a musician, like he, that man just literally. It, literally it, does it all it's like, incredible i don't know how he has enough time in the day to do it all like <laughs> that's what i'm saying it's like, how do you have a whole like award-winning show and still make amazing music like that's it's, crazy to me it's mind-blowing it really most is. people don't most people don't get to do one or the other and let alone doing both <laughs> like yeah like all of the things he's able to do like it's it's, it's so profound to me and like i agree and and even someone else, like another person on my wall, Tyler the Creator, I've said this a couple of times on on the podcast as well. And one of the he had an interview a couple of years ago. I can't remember who, with who it was, but he said, "I'll never give you the same project twice. So if you want Goblin, go listen, go listen to Goblin because that's never coming out again." And I loved that, like really sentiment from him because it's really what it says to me is like you're always looking to reinvent yourself a little bit or do something a little bit different and it sounds like you just as an artist too like your approach is very different that's interesting for to hear because that you're you're almost you're almost doing different approaches with different projects but i do actually like that because i think in the long run it's going to actually give you a lot more not only longevity but more variety in your in your art and to be able to hit different people um with that art and exactly. I, yeah, I, I admit, and like, and Blur is really enjoyable for me. Like, and, and interestingly enough, like, uh, so it's I have it in front of me. It's thirteen minutes and nineteen seconds. So it's even 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 less than fifteen minutes. So it's a really quick listen. But um, you'll, I think, it, what one what it does is it doesn't overstay its welcome, and it does leave you wanting more. And I think that that's a great balance. And I love just I think what's even what drew me in initially too was the cover art, which I think is so cool. And like you have kind of the the cool colors on the left side and then the warmer colors on the right. Your face is all blurred. You're kind of got like a dark tone on you. And and I um, and I really enjoy Shout that out part to of it little too. alien boy. He, he made the he's from Boston too. little alien boy. He did some work, some cover art work for like made in Tokyo, too. Oh, like, wow. He's very talented. Like he I I gave him this vision and he's brought it completely to life like my favorite part oh, of the so cover cool, is the back the back cover might be my favorite like part of the cover because the way he like he put a bunch of like 
little shadows of me like behind the text it just blew my mind yeah it's it's a cool one i mean anyone that's watching this podcast right now can clearly see it i'll put the cover out in front of it here for you guys but yeah no i i I love the project and two i think what's cool about it and like how it's all very cohesive as you mentioned which i i I think that's a good way to put it is the, the 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 project's very colorful as well so it really plays into the into the art nicely right because that you have some of these like like i'd say warmer more like melodic party songs and there are a few tracks that are a little bit like deeper and a little slower like a like a slowly not to, to no, yeah. no, pun, no pun intended <laughs> there but um yeah it, it's i think you got a nice balance here and it's i think it's just a good introduction to you as as a as an artist um I definitely liked Right Now. That was probably one of my favorites. I really liked Conclusions with Stefan Thev as well. That was another one that I really enjoyed. Um, tell me Thank a little you. bit about your favorite song here, or maybe favorite like song or two. Like, what's what's one that like for you when you uh, when you look back on the project now that it's been out a few months? Which one are you like? Damn, I'm like proud as hell that I put that one out. Probably, it's bet- for me. It's between Away and Right Now. Because right now is it was right now is always gonna be my baby. Like I love I love that song so much. And just after like even after I recorded that, I was like, yo, like even I even if this wasn't like my song, like I would like if this came on the radio, like I would listen to this song. Right. Like, that was my that's my first time really having like that type of moment with myself. The way you shake it to the beat, made me wanna wipe it up right now. I really love the song so much and I sent it I actually I sent Kayla that and what you doing I let her pick which one she wanted to hop on because I heard her on both so I didn't even know which one she was hopping on and then when I was coming back from Atlanta at the like right before COVID hit like she sent me the verse she sent me her verse back literally as I was about to hop on the plane before like my Wi-Fi like was off of my phone and everything like on the plane yeah so i was just bumping that the whole plane ride back i was like wow like kayla really went crazy on this verse like i was just so excited to put it out like if i like yeah that song is just beautiful to me and then away the reason why that one like is special for me is because at first there was going to be this whole other song on the project it was actually with kayla as well but she ended up selling that song to a label shout out to her um so i basically had to like make a whole new song like quick and t wayne he just sent me a pack of beats and i heard that beat and i just caught a vibe off of that like immediately yeah and it just proved that me doing that proved to myself that i can make good music like on command like not even in a cocky way but like i was still just starting out at that point truthfully like taking it serious so for me to be able to be like oh i need a new song like asap for my project that's just as good as the other one and for me to be able to do that and prove that to myself was a big step for me for sure absolutely so those those are definitely my favorite two songs on the project and funny that you say conclusions is your favorite one of your favorites because a lot of it's, it was so surprising to me to see that feedback from people because I almost scrapped that song from the project 
Cool. Well, I'm so glad right. you did it. I'm so glad you did song, it. I love that, that song. That song almost didn't come out. And then Stefan was Stefan was telling me that it was hard. And then I was like, yo, like, you want to hop on it? And after he hopped on it, I was just like, yeah, like, I fuck with this song heavy. Now it's, it's definitely up there in one of my favorites. Why you always jump to conclusions? Why speak on things you don't know? You behind so we take it slow. Yeah, he really changed the energy on that for sure. I brought it brought an element to that song energy wise that I think really just kind of exactly, it, it, and it's like yeah. I wasn't like I wasn't expecting him to like take that type of approach on it too. So it was cool to see the way it's it's always that's one of my favorite parts about music is like seeing how I approach a song mm -hmm. and how sounds inspire me versus like someone else I'm working with. So it was just cool to see like I took one approach and he took the other and both of them just came together and sounded great together. Definitely, definitely. I, I thousand percent agree with that. Um, I was the last question I have for you on this, on this project in particular. So I know you do a lot of production. So did you did you do a, like a lot of production on this or none at all? Like where where did you sit in terms of like actually crafting the instrumentals and the the beats for this for this album or for this uh, EP? Excuse me. So for this project, I I produced Fake Real the interlude. I yep. made that whole beat myself, and I co-produced um slowly with my boy johnny dubes he's very fire um are you are you hip to donald grunge from that sounds boston it sounds very familiar i don't know if i well, I, could, I couldn't tell you a song but it, it sounds really familiar like the name for some reason yeah, I've yeah. Seen it. yeah well he's he's this he's this artist from boston and johnny dubes he produced like one of his most popular songs it's called time after time you should check it out it's a very Definitely. good song but me and Johnny Dubes, we produced slowly together. Okay. If if my memory is right, I made the I made the melody and I sent it to him, and he did the drums and he snapped on the drums because his he has a background like he's an actual like drummer, so oh, drums wow. come natural to him. Oh, that's fantastic. And so, that's the great. song just came together. Yeah, you, you yeah you stuck to your roots and and you, you know got like outsourced the things you needed from other people. That's fantastic. I, I love that. Um, so I know you're a producer as well, and, and I want to get into that a little bit, but like, I want to, I guess I want to really just kind of get like some background on you, like your early years with music, like for you, um, like what came first? Was it, was it more being, uh, like a producer and actually a crafting beats and, and instrumentals and things like that and melodies, or was it like vocalist first and then realizing like, oh, I, I need music behind this. Like which one of those kind of came first and then how to kind of blend together. So my my dad he used to rap and make beats and stuff so like my whole life like i would just grow up like hearing him make music he would always be like yo you should make music you should make music and i was just kind of like eh whatever but so i always just had that kind of background with music but for me starting to get into music it's funny because me and my boys like and my cousins we would we would just like freestyle like i've been freestyle rapping since like i was like 12 like 13 but like just for fun, me and my cousins and my friends, we would just like freestyle, like battle rap each other for fun. And I just like 
I developed a flow and I and I learned how to rap by accident just messing around like doing these little like diss tracks to my friends and stuff for fun like we would just go back and forth that we that was just fun to us for some reason but I started taking music seriously well I started taking music like beats seriously my freshman sophomore year of college and I started off making beats I was I was so bad I was (laughs) I I just did it because I it was so interesting to me and this one song, it's an old song. It's by um, Outkast and UGK. It's called International Players. Um, that's that's the beat yes. that made me want to start making beats. <laughs> dude, how that good beat. is that shit? Oh, my God, dude. That, like, that's one oh. of the craziest beats ever. It's like, unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And Andre's, and Andre's verse, he's one of my biggest inspirations, my top five inspirations. I know I peep in the background. He's one of my top five <laughs> inspirations. So that just him going crazy on that verse with that beat. And it just, I was like, I want to, I want to make somebody feel the way I feel when I listen to that song. But that shit was just crazy to me. Oh, so, Dude, the way he yeah. comes into that song, like uh, he, he is a, po- he's a poet. He really is. That man is a Literally. poet. Like I know he's a rapper, of course. Like I know, I'm like people are gonna like say like, no, he's not. He's a rapper, but like the way he he is so <laughs> the poetic. way he ra- he approaches raps like so differently than it's anybody. unbelievable. It's unbelievable. He so Outkast. It's really enough. I've said this in, so many times on the podcast. So anybody that's like you know a, a longtime fan of ours is like, oh, I've heard this story so many goddamn times. <laughs> like, but any fans of Jordan uh, never died. Like I haven't heard this. I so the reason. So and again, if you're watching this, like my favorite albums are on the wall, I'm a vinyl collector and I usually put most of my favorite albums on the wall. Sometimes they get interchanged, but mostly they stay the same. Anyone that's like been, or been, uh, unless something amazing comes out, I have to switch something out. But speaker box love below is never going anywhere. That's like, that's my right hand. It's, it's on my right Classic. side right now. It's, it's, Oh, it's unbelievable. It's, it's the, actually the album that got me into hip hop because that's I grew, crazy. Yeah. So I grew up listening to like, like my mom, like was a huge, same like with you, like influential in terms of music. Like, I grew up listening to Fleetwood Mac, Elton John, Coldplay, um, you name it. Like any like really like soft soft rock or like you know um, like classic stuff. Like I listen to a lot of that, and then I also I love those vibes too. And like Dave Matthews Band, oh yeah, Dave Matthews Band was another one. Um, And then I listened to a lot of jazz and like soul as well. So like my mom was playing like Marvin Gaye and Luther Vandross and. and Kenny Classic. G, which is another person that I don't know if anyone knows. He's he's just like a saxophone. Oh, he's of course, I know no. Kenny G's goaded. Kenny, oh, he's unbelievable. Yeah, I was pumped when he was on Jesus Is King, that Kanye project, and I saw his name credited, and I was like, crazy. Yes, Kenny G, I love Kenny G. I was like, he's still making music. Like, what? I know, right? I know, right? I don't know how old he is now, but anyway, so I I listened to a lot of that stuff, and when I heard. Speaker box love below when I was probably like nine because that came out what 2003 so I'd have been about nine or ten at that point it blew my mind because I was like wait this sounds like because I'm ten years old mind you like and I'm like the ten year old me is like wait this kind of sounds like Luther Vandross and Marvin Gaye and Kenny G but it has but a different, different spin on it. it's different though like what is this and that's where I was like damn like this can be and then that's how I got into hip hop but like. To this day, I look back on it, and it's so it's such an influential album for me because like it shows like the genre blending. Like they were genre blending before a lot of people. I think were like you know in hip hop when you know before word, it was like a thing to like genre blend. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like it's almost cliche now to say. And I've had people come on and it's like ah, it's cliche for me to say genre blending, but like 
18 years ago, roughly, like that, I think they kind of, I don't want to say they started it. I don't want to, I'm biased because obviously that's my first, you know, time, but like they were, I think. They, a, they definitely were the first mainstream uh, genre blenders, like mm, for sure. Like I yeah. won't say they started, but they were definitely like the most mainstream ones back in the day doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And then crazy. you even, you even go back to like Aquemini had a lot of that. Like, I mean, uh, it just, it's Spotty Audi Dopealicious is easily one of my favorite songs of all time. Like it's also with, and they barely even say anything on that, but just the way that like they crafted that instrumental, like it's, it's mind blowing to me. And same thing with international when, players, uh, you know, Anthem, like that's another one where it's like, insane. how does this song even work? It's unbelievable. It's, it's insane, bro. And like, just the way they just like listen to their albums. It just, it feels like so intellectual. Like it feels like yeah. they literally like mapped, out every single second of sound in that album yeah. and knew what they wanted to do with it like there was it felt like it felt like there was no dead space on the album like sometimes when i listen to projects it's like yeah the project overall was good but like i could have done without this song or this hook or this right. bridge it seemed like they went into their whole process knowing exactly what they wanted to do with every part of the album and that's what i'm that's what i'm working towards i want to be I want to be like that. Like I want to be an artist. Artist, that's they're crazy. Yeah, it's yeah, it's crazy inspiring. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, man, I think you're kind of on your way. Like for doing a lot of these things. I mean, you're getting into a lot of production. Like when you're producing songs, like so you do you play? I think you mentioned earlier, like keys. Like so, do you play keys or um, are you just more of like crafting actual beats? Like so, what what do you like? How do you really like? What's your process? So with- I play I play keys. I'm not like a keyboardist like my my boy Zay Valmont. Like he's crazy. Okay. Like he's a keyboardist. Like okay. he's nasty. But I play keys. But I'm not I'm not gonna be over here playing like Beethoven or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But I'm I'm not classically trained at all. But I do know music theory and I play keys on a lot of my beats. Sometimes I sample. Like I didn't really. My first three years making beats, I was I didn't sample like at all. I didn't know how to. So that's how I learned how to play keys because I thought sampling was cheating because I was so green with the music that when I went into music, I was like, ah, oh, shit, like I got to learn how to play everything myself. Right. So like that's how I kind of learned how to play piano by ear because I thought that's what you had to do right but i'm glad that i don't have that mindset anymore because sampling is so amazing and there's just sounds that you get out of sampling that you would never even be able to begin to make playing on the keyboard i have a song that'll come out like probably within the year that i sampled i sampled right now and made a whole new song oh wow from that like i sampled the beat made a new beat out of sampling like my song like the whole song it's it's crazy like i'll, I'll literally i'll send you the beat after after we hop off of uh oh, please do off the podcast please but do. i literally sampled that beat i mean the song made a new beat out of it and wrote to that beat sweet that's awesome was, i don't i don't know what made me do that i think i was like uninspired that day and bored and just wanted to try something completely yeah. left that i wouldn't otherwise try so I was like, why not just drag one of my songs into the sampler and try to like repurpose it? And it, it worked out. So now when I'm feeling uninspired or I just want to make some weird shit, like I just go and resample a song or resample a beat that I've already done and make it sound completely different. 
That's sick, man. I, I think for you too, though, it's good that you're able to like do both, right? Like you're able to have both of those skills where you can sample, but you can also like play your own melody or like find a, find something on, on keys that like, you know, works for you like by ear. Like, I think that that's for you. I think that's a skill that it's a good thing that you didn't just jump right into sampling that you actually like took the time to like kind of teach yourself how to do that. So I think that'll bode well for you like down the line when you're, whether you have to make something original or like if you get inspired, if you get inspired or yeah, if you sample something, of course, but, um, that's, that's awesome, man. I, I think for you, like taking the time to do all that, um, is really great. So, so you said your dad was a, um, was like a, producer and things like that so like did, did does he is, to this day is he someone that like is still ins- inspirational for you do you guys play a lot of uh yeah he's, like he's he still makes he still makes beats and engineers and stuff so whenever i need because i know if the old heads are rocking with something then it's for sure it's right. it's a vibe because exactly. they can they can like something and not necessarily not necessarily be something that they would listen to every day but just for them to like it and say something is good it's like okay like the older heads don't really fuck with a lot of the newer generation stuff. Mm-hmm. So I know if like my dad or my mom likes something, then it's it's a good song because when I was first starting out, like I they didn't even bother like listening. Not that it not that they didn't care, but like I was still like I said, like I was still figuring out my sound. So right, right. I know they're not just telling me like they like it because I'm their son. So whenever exactly. I have a song I'm iffy on I would just like play it for them, and go f- go from there. But he, yeah, he definitely, he definitely has helped me cultivate my sound. And just like he has his own studio at his house, so like I, when I'm like chilling with him, we're just like listening to music. He listens, he still listens to the same music he listened to when he was my age. So I'm just sitting there listening to a bunch of stuff that I wouldn't otherwise listen to, like chilling getting a vibe in my own studio so hearing those different sounds definitely helps me try and make something different than i usually make yeah and it could be just great inspiration piece as well i i agree with you too it's like it's funny because my mom uh again she loves music as well but not like particularly loves hip-hop like i i kind of helped her get into hip-hop like she does like a little bit of outcast she she was a huge eminem fan like that was someone she really liked uh and you know it's it's, it's interesting too because uh, nowadays, like obviously, like I'm, she's invested in what I in the podcast. She like listens to a lot of the yeah. episodes, and it's funny when she comes around and she's like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I love that this person's music. Like she'll check try to check out the music. <laughs> she's like, "Oh my god, I love it!" Like she loves uh, Ta. I don't know if you know Taha, but she yeah, loved, yeah I know. She loves Taha. Like loves him. She's like, "Oh my god!" And That's so we, funny. we just had Johan Lennox on recently too, and she's like enamored with Johan now. She's like, "He's is he's he's the one that just dropped a song with Stiz, right?" Yeah, yeah. We just we yeah, just did. A, he's yeah. Oh, he's amazing. Yeah, he I mean he's dude. He's produced he's for Kanye. He's produced for Chance the Rapper, Vic Mensa. Like you name it. Like we just had. He was one of our rec- more recent guest guest speaker episodes. But and we in Phoenix and I just uh, actually uh, funny you said that because we just um, we just reviewed phases, but with with cousin Stiz. But yeah, no, like it's it's funny too. Like because you get to get that validation too from like your parents when like it's this is a new generation of music, right? And like 
Um, and I'm, I'm trying to stay hip with everything, right? Cause I love the old stuff. I love the new stuff. I love everything in between. Like I try to, or at least, or at least I try to find, even if I don't love it myself, I try to find some sort of like redeeming quality or like, like, or why say, do people like it? Right. Or I, like, exactly. exactly. Or I say to myself, like, what's the appeal here? You know what I mean? Even if I yeah. don't love it, which I'm not going to love everything. And even when people send me stuff or like they call, and I encourage anybody to listen to this. Like if you're an artist, whether you're in Massachusetts or anywhere, like you're in an indie artist, send us your stuff. I will listen to it. I mean, sometimes I get backed up, but I always love listening to stuff when people send it. And if I, even if I don't love it, if I think there's an appeal or someone will like it, I throw it on the playlist because I'm like, who am I to judge and say that this is good or not? Like I, it's just my opinion. Like I might not love it, but someone else might. So the only, exactly. the only type of music that I can't get into, like, yo, like anyone, like I've said this a couple of times, but like six, nine, like people like that, like I can't get into that yeah. crap. Like that's not, that's not music to me. Right. But um, you know, other things though, it's like, who am I to judge? Right. Like, who am I to say? Like, I'm glad, I'm glad you say, said that because that, that's what I tell like a lot of my artists and producer friends that this industry and music is literally all subjective mm. just because X, Y, and Z doesn't like your song or says you're trash or above or denies you or whatever. Like that has no impact on your career whatsoever. Like, you know how many times Jay-Z drake all these people have gotten Tons. denied like jay-z didn't get his first like record deal till he was like 26 27 i think he was like older that. than that i i thought i saw something he was 29 like he was close to his yeah that's 30. yeah something like that he was he was like close to his 30s before he became jay-z and look at him now he's he's cemented in hip-hop forever like so that's why yeah. like anybody listening to this that wants to be an artist or producer just keep going like even when i was dropping blur like i've had so many people like ignore me reaching out or deny it but if you get discouraged and you stop like so many things that could happen for you won't happen you just got to keep going if you really love it it's a beautiful message man i love that and actually it was actually one of my questions i had like for you too i was curious uh now that we're on the topic like do you have any advice for people that like want to get into production or like even as an artist but i'll stick with production because i know you do a lot of production there's an artist you do some production for that's a, a pretty big boston name that i definitely want to talk about in just a second but uh we, we briefly touched on it earlier but uh, do you have any like what would advice for you uh for like anybody that wants to get in produ into production or producing like like where, where do they start? Like, what's what's something for them that you would say, like, um, that they should, any advice you have for them, basically? Yeah. Well, my first piece of advice is definitely make sure it's something that you actually want to do. And when you do decide that, you have to decide for yourself, like, okay, like, do I actually want to be a, mus a famous, not a famous musician, but am I chasing this as a career or is this just for fun? Because once you differentiate, once you differentiate the two, then like one side is less pressure, and one side like you're gonna want to quit, like at least once a month. You mm. just gotta keep going. And my biggest piece of advice starting out is going back to your roots and finding out what you listened to as a kid and growing up and stuff. Like what made you fall in love with music? Because that's going to really help you cultivate your sound. Like studying music is honestly the biggest part of making music for me, at least, because once you get all these skills, right, like you got to work hard, grind, get all these skills. But once you get all these skills, that's only half the battle. You got to fight to stay inspired. You got to fight to do something different because if you you can be the most talented person in the world and still make the same beat type of beats every single day. Mm. 
So it's you got to constantly be looking for new inspiration. It doesn't even necessarily have to be for music, but whatever inspires your mind to be creative, like you have to just keep chasing new ways to stimulate your mind to stay creative. That's that's the biggest hurdle is not giving up and trying to stay inspired. Like those are the two biggest things because music production is just like a sport. Like it's all like it's like muscle memory for real because well, I remember when I first opened up my first DAW or my first like program, it looked like rocket science to me. And so now it's just like, a, it's just like brushing my teeth is a part of my everyday routine. And when someone that doesn't make music sees my program, they're probably like, what the heck is this? But like, it's so easy once you, once you take the time to learn and put those hours in, it's, it's going to be so easy. Awesome. But yeah, that's my, that's my biggest my biggest advice is just make sure you really want to do it and and stick with it. I know it sounds so cliche, but that's literally how I got to where I am. I know I'm not the biggest artist in the world, but like I've gotten some pretty like good looks with this project and other projects I've worked on and stuff and it's just me like keep going. Like I don't have a like I'm not tied to a label. I I don't really have like a manager like that. Charlia has helped me out in great ways, but she's not like my like manager we've like i've known charlia since like kindergarten her and vintage we've all known each other That's since awesome. kindergarten so she's helping me out like off the strength of like just showing love and stuff like that yeah. but like yeah like i don't i don't have anyone in my corner like playing politics i just kept going and didn't give up that's all you got to do first of all man like i don't i'll just say this like you've been inspiring for not only me but like i think anyone listening to this for sure like I, you've just you're so well spoken and you just said you've just said so many great amazing things already so i know we're not done yet but i'm just i just want to give you those props and and another thing too that, you're, you're transitioning for me bro like you've done it like four times now <laughs> this one like you're just like yo man i already and i and i know you you've you've uh you know you've been sent this stuff before but like you're just transitioning like crazy for me i know we're trying to bounce it around but yeah so talk to me a little bit about uh about vintage lee man because you've been producing for her for quite a while you've got a couple of songs with her that i was i was shocked that you did production i'm not shocked like in a in a bad way just like oh i didn't re- i didn't realize so yeah uh, a lot of people like it's it's mad funny because before i like dropped blur like most people didn't even know i was an artist but like now that i dropped blur it's funny because it's kind of the opposite now like a lot of people that know of me know me because of blur and when they see vintage drop they're like wait what like he produced that but it's 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 cool to it's cool to kind of see those tables turn, no pun intended. <laughs> I really didn't even mean that, bro. But, bro, honestly, um, like I'm the king of puns. Like I do, I've I've made that <laughs> I've made that pun probably like one too many times. So I'm glad you did it instead. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. But not what, me. How me and Vintage started out was, I I told Charlia that I started making music because Vintage really inspired me to make music. Like she was. Like back in high school, like she was like rapping at the lunch tables. Like she, she, she always was rapping. So like just seeing her go from like rapping at lunch to the, to doing all the big things she is now, like it really inspired me to, cause I've always loved music my whole life. So it was on some, like if she can do it, why can't I? So just seeing her whole journey and seeing her come up, it, it really inspired me to go and do it for myself. And when on my when I was doing my earlier stuff, my beats, I would send sh- stuff to Charlia, and she would give me advice and tell me what I need to do better. Mm-hmm. And the thing that really helped me get better was like when I had a bad idea, like she would tell me like just this isn't it, but 
don't get discouraged like keep going like she wasn't afraid to tell me that something was bad but like not in like a rude way like in a way to like be like it's not bad but like i know you can do better type of thing so that really helped cultivate me and then so starting out she would just like bring me like around the events and like the shows that vintage was doing and stuff like that so i kind of like was getting introduced to people in the scene seeing how stuff worked and it was just at first it was just crazy to me because prior to that like i didn't even know boston had a scene like me neither i knew vintage before i knew cousin i knew vintage before i knew cousin stiz so that was just crazy to me just like seeing that people from my city were actually making moves in the music industry so i actually started off engineering vintage not even making beats for her so i was i was just hosting sessions recording sessions at my crib until my beats got up to par and then i eventually worked my way into being like her main like in-house producer type of thing and we've just yeah since like i want to say end of 2016 yeah, towards the end of 2016 is when we really started locking in together. And ever since, we just, like, she lives, like, 10 minutes away from me. So oh, we, we're just always locked in. She's, like, one of my best friends. So it's, that's like, amazing. it doesn't even feel like the artist-producer relationship. We both just love music, and we make it together. So that's why I think our sound sounds so good together, because it's not, like, I'm out here saying, like, I never send her beats like ever really like nine times out of ten it's like are we linking up today yeah and then i'll i'll go over to her house or she'll come over to mine and i'll just play her whatever beats i've made since the last time i've seen her and we go from there that's amazing that's a great relationship too like you got to have that that's that's so amazing um which uh what songs have you guys done together so i know you've done dune recently is the most recent one correct and that Mm -hmm. one got some great looks it's doing really great on streaming services right now it's getting a lot of great uh numbers and you've done uh did you do which other ones have you done did you do i've uh, done i've done dune i did karakaka coach lee uh left in the cold do that don't slow down and she just dropped true story on all streaming platforms i also helped with that one great and then all the do you you see you saw how she dropped a bunch of like singles on audio mac just as like lucy's and stuff like that uh she those, dropped like when, when when was that was that recently like i went the beginning of the year yeah like okay. she, she dropped like probably like six or seven like loose songs on oh, audio yeah, mac i, did, I, did I produced now. yeah yes, I, I, did. I produced all of those ones oh wow awesome Do so i really i really <laughs> like between pimp and between pimp and draw two is when we really like found our sound together and we was like yeah like we really have something here so oh yeah that's yeah we just started going crazy and shout out shout out to um to tiwa and ldg because when i was when they produced um a lot of her stuff on Pimp. Like Anything's Possible was produced by T Watt. So just seeing them like just seeing them and their beats, it inspired me when I was first like getting into working with her. So they're definitely some of my inspirations getting into making beats. So shout out to them for real. So yeah, it's so great to hear that you have such a good relationship with her. And uh another thing that uh you said that I, I agree with 
I didn't real like before I got into the podcast, I didn't really understand that Boston and even Massachusetts as a whole, because I like to say Massachusetts because I know that not everyone's yeah. from Boston. I know like people kind of gravitate towards actually saying Boston, but not understanding that Massachusetts had a has a scene. I didn't realize it. So that was so cool for me to like get into that and under and like really break down and see like all the indie acts we have here. And I've been such a big fan of Tierra Whack for the longest time. So then when I heard Vintage Lee. She's so fire. Yeah. And I'm not saying that for a second that Vintage Lee is like biting uh, Tierra Whack by any stretch. But like for sure, like they are definitely in that same pocket of like or that same style of music. And like um, and her kid. They would go crazy together. Dude, how good would they sound on a song together? There would, it would be it would be next level. Next level. That's a plaque like, right there. Oh, oh for sure. That's a plaque. Like I, I love I love. So when I heard Vintage Lee, I was like. It brought me because I thought Tierra Whack was such a like proprietary artist. Like no one sounded quite like her, like very unique. And then when I heard Vintage, I'm like, oh wow, this is this is great. I was like, I have another artist now that is in that in that Tierra Whack bag. Um, and I I personally like last year I loved Vintage Like Lee that song that she dropped last year with Mid Crazy. Tokyo. That song you you didn't do that one, did you? No, 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 no. no. Yeah. That was um this dude named Business Boy and uh Yay Ali. Business Boy, he like. He produces a lot of Party Next Door's uh, mm. songs. Like know, probably like some of your favorite Party Next Door songs is produced by him. He's crazy. Yeah, but you sounds like you've done most a lot of a lot of the other recent stuff for sure. I mean, and, and that's amazing, man. I I love all the. I love Dune is a really cool one too. I thought her uh, a little bit darker for her. Right, that song was a lot darker. Like, yeah. I love I love what you did with that production, and she comes in and just yeah, she's aggressive. It's crazy. She's, I didn't even expect her to like. I didn't even expect her to like that beat when I first played it for her. That's crazy. Yeah. That's it's funny because a lot of the songs that me and her have out together that people really like are songs that like almost didn't even happen because I almost didn't even play her the beats because I didn't even like them. Like, but she yeah. so now she just like she was like play me everything like even if you don't <laughs> like it because nine times out of ten she ends up picking beats that I don't even like and I end up liking them after she hops on and it's just crazy for me because her ear for music is insane because she hears things in my beats that i don't even sometimes i'm like i'll think the beat is like eh, whatever but she's like nah like she hears where the she hears where the beat can go and she just executes it perfectly and sometimes i don't really like a beat until she hops on it because not that I think the beat's bad, but I just, I don't know, it's just like not one of my favorite beats. But once she hops on it, she knows exactly like how to make her unique voice and the beat make a unique body of work. Mm. So I think that's why we work together so well, because a lot of our, our songs together, the sounds are so unorthodox that it's refreshing because it's not like the stuff not even like tooting our own horn but it's like not like the stuff that you're used to hearing every day like on the radio or on spotify and stuff well and that's why i like her so much and that's why that's what before i knew vintage and i got into tier like i found tierra whack that's why i like tierra whack so much that's why when i heard vintage i was like oh my god like someone else is doing something kind of similar to this and and what's interesting for me about vintage lee i think you brought up a good point is I almost feel like in a way, like her voice is almost like, not I wouldn't say it's like an instrument, but like the way in which she's able to like use her voice and her cadences like within to like hit certain melodies. Like it is just so unique to me that like how she's able to. Facts. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's, it's mind blowing. Like her. her it's like, it's yeah. almost as if she's like, 
don't know. Her voice is like naturally melodic. It's like almost, when she's rapping, sometimes it almost feels like you can't even really tell if she's rapping or singing because she doesn't even really use she doesn't even use auto tune like on her songs like that. So it's like it's half the time I'm like, damn, like this is so crazy because. I can't tell if you're rapping or singing. I just know it sounds good. <laughs> exactly, exactly, right? It's it yeah, so big shout out to Vintage Lee, man. Uh yeah, she's she's a, an artist that I've I've been enamored with since I got into the Massachusetts music scene. I we we actually I think we reviewed a while ago. We reviewed um Vintage Like Lee when it when it dropped cuz I liked it so much and um so big shout out to her and Charlia for sure. And Facts. Which which song did Metro Boomin retweet? Or did he tweet Kadaka Was that the one? Yeah, yeah. How cool, how cool was Which that? Which is, a, honestly, like, it was one of those things where I was, like, I had to, like, just keep checking to be, like, wow, is this, like, is this really real? Because, like, yeah. Metro, he was he was one of my big inspirations, like, on my producer side of things. It's crazy. Like, he he made, not saying he made, not, not saying that these artists wouldn't be who they are without him, but he helped cultivate, like, this, he helped cultivate Future, oh, yeah. Thug, Uzi, uh travis, travis like all yeah. all of them all of them coming up like he helped cultivate their sound so 100%. seeing somebody who's cultivated so many of my favorite artists like fuck with the song that i produced is just my it's humbling and motivating for me because mm. it's like if metro boomin likes a beat that i made that that means i'm good at what i do like <laughs> <laughs> That's, well, that, that, yeah. that was just it was just it it was just crazy for me to see. Shout out to Metro. Well, um, Kanakaka got a lot of uh, press too. I think uh, like it was like a lot of like major publications were into that song from what I remember. Yeah, and it's and it's crazy because it happened right when we went into lockdown, so it didn't even go as crazy as it could have. It, could it still have, went yeah. crazy, but like just if thing imagine if things were open and like it right. was playing in the clubs and the parties and stuff like that but it that'll all come but it was just crazy like the timing of everything and that's why i'm grateful that people were still going crazy for the song because it came at a time where as a state of the world like everything was so unsure like about the virus and the lockdown and everything that was going on with like the like social justice stuff and all oh, of that sure. like everything was just so crazy so for people to still like show love to the song it just meant everything to me because like it was at a time where people weren't even really like promoting their music because no one no one knew what was happening next yeah and i and i remember there on that time a lot of artists especially with the social justice stuff and rightfully so and i, I even we even took like a little bit of time off and we did like we had talked with some artists and we got well, we got some people together and talked about what was going on but yeah a lot of people just like it didn't feel like the right time to be talking about music and talking about, you know, or doing podcasts. Yeah, it almost felt like weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it felt. Yeah, you felt almost not guilty. Like I didn't feel like guilty, but for, like talking about other things. But like it felt like these are just things that needed our attention. They still need our attention now. You know what I mean? And I'm glad that facts. You know, they're still. It's it's still a, a conversation. And um, I think I think in this last year, a lot of people have come around on the fact that you know that we need a lot of reform in a lot of different ways and um these these issues require attention but at the same time like when you think about music and entertainment specifically music though music is very healing right i mean heal music is a way for us as just as humanity to heal it's it, it really is uh it's healing for a lot of people and you know i think that that in essence is just you know it, it, it's hard because you, you do want it. You, I'm glad that, you know, people took a pause at when all that was kind of, when that was at its 
peak at his peak yeah yeah and 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 then um you know i think a lot of people after the fact use their platforms in in a way that was uh productive and um inspiring and 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 i think really just brought light to a lot of these a lot of these issues of police brutality and um racial injustice and social injustice and and it's and you know of course like i said i mean you know i know chauvin just got um pled uh, or just got uh guilty and and are, yeah uh, and that's and that's great um but it, I, I hate with people or i think i think now like uh, uh and this is how social media is i think i think a lot of people are like oh yes he's guilty like we're good and it's like we no. won yeah but like, obviously no. it's a great step forward but like it's not everything one person being one person being named guilty yeah. for something that so clearly should have happened a long time ago right. like, that yes it's a good victory but it's like so much more work to do yeah, a lot more work to do for sure. No doubt about Facts. it. And, and it's, you know, it's, I don't know what needs to be done. I'm no expert. Um, but I mean, I don't know, man, other, other countries that are, uh, you know, doing well with their, you know, with crime and things like that, like looking at things like Australia, like places like Australia, I'm not saying like, I don't, I'm not this, you know, get rid of guns person, but um, I don't really know where I stand on that. But like, in terms of, you know, well, like there's just a, there's just a better way that we can do this. I know that for a fact. Like, there's Facts. no way for a that fact. like this is that, that I know for a fact, right? I think a lot of us could agree. Like, there's just yeah, we we can be we can be better. We could do this better. Like people, like we can't be literally all across yeah. the board. Yeah, it's just it's just we we can do this in a better way. I don't know what that better way is. I'm not the expert, but um, you know, I think a lot of times too, we can't be uncomfortable talking about it either, though. You know, and it, it, it needs to be something that is talked about because it's important, you know? So, um, exactly. you know, and so I'm, I'm glad that we, you know, we touched upon that a little bit too, and that you were able to, that, you know, bring that up. And, uh, you actually kind of gave me a different transition earlier, which I'm glad that you brought this up. Cause this is actually one of my last questions before I give you my, my final question. So uh, first mm-hmm. of all, big shout out to vintage Lee. And, and of course, like I said, and Charlia and everybody that's, Facts. that's a part of her team, you clearly you part of her team. Um, you, you were talking a lot about obviously the lockdown, like when COVID was released, like at, at its height and when it's peak, when it started and how, you know, live music wasn't really a, a thing, um, for, and it really still isn't, but slowly getting it back, no pun intended, uh, you <laughs> back, back with my puns, uh, you did, but you did a, like, you did like a really cool, like pre-recorded live, um, like performance of slowly. So, t- uh, talk to me about that a little bit. Like, are, are you somebody that was doing a lot of performing, before the lockdown or is that like something that you kind of stepping out of your comfort zone and and trying something a little bit different to kind of promote your project and promote the song so it's a little bit of both like i used to be in a band like before yeah so a lot of people don't know that i used to i used to be in the band mostly i mostly like did like the production and stuff but like i like when we did shows like i was performing like with the band like i was doing the vocals like with the band so i had been throwing shows and performing for like a whole year and a half before i even decided to be an artist art like a solo artist so I had I have experience performing like I did used to perform a lot pre-COVID, but that was with the band. So that lo, sl- the slowly live cover was my first time, like all attention on me, like me being the performer. So at first, like when I was when I was doing it, like it was kind of nerve wracking because that was my first time. Like that all the attention, not that the attention like I, attention doesn't scare me. It was just the fact that. It was my first time doing it and with the people 
like when I did when I did the slowly live thing, that was my first time singing in front of people ever in my whole life. Like oh, actually, wow. like like I record like when I have up until that point, I have recorded myself, all my songs recorded myself and engineer myself. So like literally, like no one had ever like seen me or heard me like actually sing ever in front of wow. that and. people that i was in there with like the guitarist my boy antonio he's very talented he just he just did guitar for like ari lennox on the jay leno show or Stop one it. of those shows yeah no way. and oh, you get literally bro and him that. and i'm in the the keyboardist zay he signed to internet money and my boy dan my boy dan who like kind of like mixed and mastered and like curated the whole thing he was behind the scenes but He's a very talented, very talented keyboardist. Like he pro- he produced. Um, I don't know if you listen to Joji at all, but he produced Seven 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 off of Joji's last project. Yo, so for I that, love Joji, bro. <laughs> I love me some Joji. That that's album what I'm is saying, ridiculous. bro. So like my fr- that it was nerve wracking for me because for my first time to ever sing in front of people, to be in front of those guys, like that was. Like, it wasn't the fact of me singing for the first time. It was the fact of, like, that group of people to be the first people for me to ever perform in front of. Like, that was that was what was nerve-wracking for me. But once I did it and got that over with, I was like, I can sing in a room with anybody. Like, these are people, like, <laughs> that have done things that people dream of doing. And I performed in front of them comfortably, eventually. So... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's oh. that was honestly a big turning point in myself as an artist. Like after that, I was like, I can do anything. Like Dude. I could be nervous at first, but I could do it. <laughs> Type of, like I just proved to myself that I just got to do it and I'll do it. Yeah, if that makes sense. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. It's like that that self uh, reassurance that you can do it, bro. That's amazing. I so who 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 was this? Who was this man? This keyboard? I need to know his name now. So who who did seven and, seven seven? And, uh, this seven seven seven. He goes by the name of Lent Martin. He's actually right. from Boston as well. No He's kidding. a producer and keyboardist. I'll send you. I'll send you all their their profiles oh, on Instagram do. after. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah they're do. they're just all talented people, and especially like Lent. He um he's somebody that I really look up to, like as a producer, because his ear is just crazy, and he's like an actual like he play keys in the church like like that type of like upbringing so like he's really like musically sound so just watching his approach to music and learning a bunch from him has really helped me like grow as an artist and a producer because he actually also like he mixed blur as well like he mixed my whole project okay okay interesting him and that's that's a funny thing him and stefan they both mixed and mastered my project a lot of people don't know that but stefan's like low-key an engineer it's it's crazy multi-talented people bro that is that is uh, i love it i'm I'm speechless 
freaking i love that nectar project it actually was i went at the end of last year at the end of 2020 uh every year like on the podcast we do mid-year actually will be coming up sort of soon but we do um like a mid-year top list like my favorite songs of 2020 so or excuse me favorite songs of the year so far and then uh we'll do like a year-end list and nectar was like one of my favorite albums from 2020 like it was on my list i think i had it as, as high as like three um i love production that. on that project was out of this world bro it it really it was a different world like he Fact. joji joji and his production team and and everyone that worked on that project like it literally was like otherworldly like i it's it's there's only a few projects offhand that i can think of off the top of my head that have like brought me to a different place like that like um James Blake's assumes form is another one from a few mm. years ago that just like brings yeah somewhere different but like a different planet it feels like <laughs> it's like yeah. he's an alien dude like the way he even just like it's weird because James Blake he has this kind of like really like robotically like really robotic voice but it's not even like I don't know how to explain it it's not even like robotic like he uh, he he made he mastered the auto tune. Like he doesn't even need the auto tune, but he like on a T Pain type of thing. Like yeah, they don't even need the auto tune, but they know how to use the auto tune as like another instrument in their songs. Like it's it's just crazy to see how they approach their songwriting processes. Yeah, it's so different from your stereotypical singer. It's so abstract and it's inspiring, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, and as a, just as a fan of like music in general, like to hear these different types of influences and different types of uh, you know, like like you said, like uh, melodies and, and different like cadences that they use. It's just yeah, Joji's album, like I, it blew me, it blew me away. It's it's literally one of the my favorite things I've heard in the last in the last year. Like I, I it's 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 incredible. So if anyone hasn't heard that project, totally check it out. I mean, it's good stuff. And, and definitely, definitely make sure you guys check out Jordan Never Dies slowly uh, performance as well. Uh, I will actually link that. To Thank the, you. In, we'll link that in the, in the uh, description as well as, as along with with Blur, the uh, the EP that uh, Jordan dropped at the top of the year in January. And Jordan never died, man. You have been. This has been a really enjoyable episode, man. I'm not even gonna lie. Like this is one of my favorites of the Facts. year. Facts. Like it like, doesn't even feel like like a podcast interview. We're just having a genuine conversation. We're having a dope conversation, man. This is. I I think this is this has been quite a treat for a lot of people. So I'm, I'm hoping that people uh, stayed this long. I think if and if you have you. You already know, like, oh my God, where's an hour gone? I I'm, I feel that way right now. And uh, <laughs> facts, my man, you're not quite done though, because I got my final question, ev- uh, my last question. Oh, good. Everyone that comes on this show, I ask the same question, and mm-hmm. that is the dream song scenario. So I'll break it down for you. You get to make a song with any artists, dead or mm-hmm. alive. All right. So I'll give you some criteria. You get one to two producers to work with. Okay. Okay. And then you get three vocalists or artists. So uh, it's your song. Are we making? Are we making a song or a project? You're making a song, just one song. Just one song. One song. Dream song scenario. So you get the song. So two producers. You get one to two producers. Okay. And you get three artists that would be guests. So it's Jordan Never Died's song. So it's Jordan Never Died featuring blank, blank, and blank with production from blank and blank. And you can do whatever. And you can do however you want. Like. You can do the hook if you want, or you can have a verse. You can have someone come do the hook, and you can get two guest verses. That's typically how people do it, unless they're like, yeah, you know. So, but however you want to do it, it's your dream song scenario, <laughs> and and it can be any art, any mixture of artists. So don't sit here and be like, oh, I don't know, I don't know how these artists would work together. Like that's not the point. It's the dream song scenario. It's supposed to be crazy. So however you want to do it. So dead or alive, Jordan never died. 
who is on that dream song scenario. So I'll let you kind of take as much time as you need. Three artists, okay. one to two producers, go for it. Okay, so first artist, definitely Childish Gambino. Um, Love it. Okay, so all right, I got you right here. So produce. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna count this group as like producer slash artist. Okay. So I would have the Isley Brothers, Childish Gambino, Pharrell. Myself, obviously. Of course. course. Uh, Kid Cudi on background vocals. Stop it, dude. This song is incredible. This song would be... I want to hear this song. (laughs) I want to hear this song right now. (laughs) Kid Cudi on background vocals. And my other producer... I mean, my other artist, because I'm counting Pharrell as the the other producer. So the producers are Isley Brothers and Pharrell. Pharrell, got it. And Cuddy and Gambino. Cuddy, you, you, you get one more. Cuddy, artist. Gambino. Hmm. So, so okay. So I want, I want to say, party next door. But for this lineup of, but for this lineup of people, I honestly might go Mac Miller because I feel like, yeah. I feel like Mac Miller with Gambino. And the Isley Brothers and Pharrell is just that vibe, like, because I'm a huge Mac Miller. Like Mac oh. Miller fan is Mac Miller fan. Mac Miller <laughs> is like in my top five like inspirations, like for sure. He's, like, he was amazing. Rest in peace, of course. But yeah. facts, rest in peace. He's he's amazing. So yeah, I think that would be my that would be my group: Isley Brothers, Pharrell, me, Bino, Mac Miller, and um, and Cuddy. Who's that? Cuddy, yeah, Cuddy on background vocals. So first of all, and when you when we've talked about this a couple of times on this podcast, but like talk about people that reinvented their sound over and over and over again. Mac Miller, mm-hmm. I mean, stop it! Like the Facts. man, the man went like um, like almost like party rap, like college rap when he started, and like almost poppy, and then he then he switched it up, and he did the uh, he did the odd future stuff on watching movies, and then by mm-hmm. the end of his career, he was doing like like stuff He's that would be like a, I don't even know, bro, like. He was doing like soft rock, R and B, soul, like like the yeah. Divine Feminine project. Like that was like I consider yeah. that an R and B. Like yes, he's rapping on that, but like oh, I totally consider that like a R hip hop and R and B project because like it just gave me R and B vibes. That whole that whole project, like that project was yeah. beautiful to me. Yeah, and, and then, then yeah, and that well, that was the first thing I thought of when you said Mac Miller. I immediately went, oh, he, he Divine Feminine, like he he would sound exactly. perfect on that, exactly. And like I think his his voice is one, it's super recognizable, but two, like it would I think break up a little bit of like um, of that song. Like it would give it just like a, a whole different element to it. Damn, that's a bro. Facts. Oh shit, man! Like that's maybe like in terms of lineup, that might be one of my favorite dream song scenarios that I've heard. Like I, that lineup is crazy. Playing. Just like. Just like Gambino with the Isley Brothers alone, like if they ever made the song a song together, like that shit would be so crazy, dude. I I, I want to hear this song right now. So yeah, we, so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna channel that into the world. We're gonna manifest that into the world. That's that's the kind Facts. of the point of the dream song scenario too. We try to manifest these things and hopefully, bro, uh, bro, watch like our next Gambino's next project. He's gonna have an Isley Brothers feature, and then we're gonna come back to this <laughs> podcast and be like, what the fuck? We'd be like, see, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> some, they're gonna get some like posthumous Mac Miller verse on it or something. 
something like that too. Facts. Like craziness. That was, oh my gosh. Dude, crazy. Dude. Jordan never died, everyone. Damn, like what a what a phenomenal episode, bro. Like I am so appreciative that you came on and gave us your time and like I thank you so much for this. Like just amazing, amazing episode. Like really appreciate it. Well, you, I've, I was, I was a fan of you before and I'm even a bigger fan now. And I think anybody listening to this, if whether you know Jordan before this, or if you're just coming on to him for the first time, you, you, you got to check this man's stuff out. Like I'm sure if this wasn't, if this wasn't a testament of how just great of a human being, rather let alone an artist that Jordan is, I don't know what is. So a uh, huge shout out to you, bro. Like you just did Thank you, bro. On, this, on this episode. And I'm so excited to see what you have coming next for, uh, for music, but yeah yeah i appreciate uh, you for real oh of course thank, of course thank you for thank you for having me on like anytime like if you have like an event whatever you need some support whatever a guest i'm always down to hop on help out with whatever absolutely we know. love it absolutely bro you're yeah you're you're officially a uh you're a turntable teachers alumni now that's for damn sure you are for sh- officially so. an alumni so you are you are you're part of the you're part of the family, man. Um, plug away, plug away. Tell everybody where they can find you and, and socials and all that stuff. Um, you can find me on everything: Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music, Amazon Music, Instagram, Twitter, everything. Jordan never died with a four instead of an A. So J O R D four N E V E R died, all one word. I know that's a lot, but he'll he'll plug it for you. <laughs> we'll plug it in there too, yeah, of course. <laughs> and uh, if you're if you're a fan of Jordan and just coming on to us for the first time, make sure you follow us at Turntable Teachers. Subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. Wherever you get your podcasts, we're on obviously Spotify, Apple, uh, SoundCloud. You guys know the deal. Uh, so obviously subscribe to us where you get your podcasts for more episodes. And of course, make, make sure you subscribe. Leave us a like and a comment on YouTube as well if you're watching on YouTube. And uh, yeah, give us a follow at Turntable Teachers on Instagram and head to our website, www.turntableteachers.com. All those links are in the description. And uh, yeah, Jordan, this has been great. I don't think this will be the last time we uh, we see you here. And uh, good luck definitely to you. Definitely won't be. No, definitely not. But good, but good luck with everything you got going on. And we're really excited to hear, uh, you know, what you got coming next. Of course, the the project with Benji and, uh, you know, of course, the other, yes, sir. other projects you've been talking about. Um, I'm excited. I to, got uh, you, bro. I'm going to definitely keep you posted as, as things start, like, finishing up. And, like, I have more of, like, a with release dates and stuff, I'll definitely like send you stuff and keep you updated. Please do. Oh, please do, man. Yeah, you got Like I said, you're a, you're a part of the family now. You're an alum now. So, uh we got you. Thank we got you, bro. you. We got Shout you out Turntable me. Teachers. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning into this episode. We really appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, that's that does it for, for now. Uh, tune back in next week for another guest speaker. We've got a great, uh, another great, great uh, uh, guest coming next week, too. So, guys, make sure you check in for that. And uh, without without tapping, absolutely. Without further ado, I'm Mike. This is Jordan Never Died with Turntable Teachers. And class is officially dismissed. Turn to the